0: Welcome to the Tall and Urban Podcast by the Council on Tall Buildings and Urban Habitat. This is Daniel Safarik. This is Season 1, Timber Rising, sponsored by the USDA Forest Service. We're talking with leading experts about mass timber, a way of building with engineered wood products that is gaining traction around the world. Today, we're talking to Lisa Podesto, Senior Business Development Manager and Mass Timber Specialist at Lendlease, a major developer and contracting firm. She's based in the Bay Area. Lisa, welcome to the podcast.
1: Yeah, no problem.
0: So I'd like to ask how extensive a use has your company, Lendlease, made of timber in your projects, and what are some of the, the economic drivers for doing so?
1: So we've I think built more than 20 timber structures internationally and for the most part those buildings use timber to the to a really large extent um, our commercial projects feature glue beams columns um, we obviously use CLT for the floors and the roofs um, but we've also, um, in some of our larger commercial projects, um, 25 King street, which is a 10 story project. Um, and we have some twin office buildings at our, uh, our complex in Bangaroo, um, in Sydney that are six story each. And and those both also have timber, uh, brace frames. So lateral resisting elements in the buildings as well. A lot of our residential, Projects and hotel applications use CLT bearing walls and in addition to the floors and the roofs. And in most of those projects, we are also using cross-laminated timber as the stair and elevator cores as well.
0: How do the cost-benefit ratios compare between a tall timber building and a conventionally constructed building of either concrete or steel. And then is there some kind of breakpoint that uh, is different for an open plan building office, as offices are typically done nowadays, or um, a compartmentalized building, which would obviously have more walls like a hotel or residential building?
1: So the, the cost benefit of going to a timber structure is really, I think, mostly market dependent. Um, And I say market, and I mean both geographic and occupancy. Um, And really, it's cost effectiveness has to do with what is it being compared to? What is it competing with? What is the standard de facto construction type for that building type in that area at that height? And we all know that residential's really a cost-driven market as well the fact that we are opening the opportunities for wood to go taller than 85 feet in that particular market means that now what we're competing with is concrete and what what we've found in in a number of projects that we are you know we've looked to use CLT for in the last year or so is that it's very cost competitive with concrete in the in the in the west coast markets um i'd say in urban markets in general um there are some markets where the cost of concrete's really inexpensive and then it becomes a little harder in those particular markets to be um to necessarily have a cost benefit to doing timber over concrete um i think talking specifically about commercial from a commercial perspective um you know we have in the office realm, we're not competing with light frame construction. Typically, office buildings are done in steel or concrete, but I'd say probably more often steel. And so what that gives you at lower heights is the ability to compete um, more easily with a, with, a, with a steel structure. And I think that's why what we've seen is a large like boom in office timber structures in the u.s in particular um, because when you do the numbers you know it's, it's easier to kind of make clt um cost competitive
0: commercially uh, is there an upper limit to height uh, in any given market that just doesn't make sense for you uh, either because it's a code prohibited or or b um, the cost-benefit uh, ratio kind of peters out at that point.
1: Len lease is exploring going as tall as the U.S. code will permit currently. Um, I don't think... I think there's a natural limit based on structural parameters that we'll find at some point, but I don't think we are hesitant to explore the limits from us, from a safety perspective, for sure. Um, it really just comes down to whether or not it, at at certain heights, it's, it's cost-effective. What I think becomes kind of challenging with the taller buildings is that more so in a timber building than in a concrete or steel, you really need all of your structural elements to stack. And so the you know, when you start getting into these taller structures, you've got maybe different occupancies at different um, areas of the building as you go up, as opposed to like in floor plate. And so um, I think it, it becomes more challenging to kind of shift your grids, which tend to be tighter with a timber building. So, you know, maybe you could use the same grid with a, a, a steel or a concrete structure as you go up the building and kind of still shift occupancies and um i think we're still in a state of trying to figure out how to do that with some of these taller timber structures
0: can you talk a little bit about your experiences with with instructing um on-site assembly or how the contractors have dealt with with clt and as, an, as a relatively new material
1: yeah so lend is kind of gone about this in a couple of different ways. So I think a lot of general contractors in general, I think that are kind of taking on mass timber have decided to, you know, create a kind of a self-perform piece in their business for timber in particular. And really what that gives them is the ability to, to, to learn from one project to the, to the next and um, kind of keep that in-house. So lease also has a general contracting business units. And um, where we started doing that in the U.S., we had our own self perform crew. And I think that's given us a lot of really valuable insight on, in, in lots of ways, how to make designs better for faster installation, how to make... Um, you know, we develop methods for keeping, uh, really enhancing the safety op- opportunities on site that are kind of available with cross laminated timber and how to do that cost effectively. So, in when when you start talking about kind of being able to do that yourself as a, as a business, because we have a construction arm, I think that that's probably a lot of the reasons we were able to kind of explore this really early on so i think what we've what we've tried to do as a developer and a contractor and general contractor is to make sure that we familiarize our subcontractors with this new medium and make them comfortable with what exactly they're bidding and that does take you know there's there's an education process that goes into that Um, And when we're working in the same markets over and over, it becomes helpful to kind of, you know, once you've taken someone down that road, they kind of understand and there's, um, you know, some, but, but in general, I mean, anyone who's anybody, any subcontractor or framing contractor who's worked with the material, I have not heard one new person who's tried it say that they wouldn't want to do it again. Right, exactly.
0: And I just wanted to ask if uh, you can foresee in your portfolio um, a a tall timber building that, um, you know, is competitive with, you know, the the super tall buildings that we see in downtown CBDs around the world, uh, you know, in your in your working lifetime or or if you think that that's pretty far off.
1: No, I absolutely see that in my, <laughs> I am I think that LenLease is really strongly pursuing um, tall timber buildings in their portfolios um, right now. So we've got a large portfolio of work here on the West Coast in the Bay Area. And we've got a large portfolio in Milan and we've got a large portfolio in the UK and I think in all of those development portfolios, I would anticipate a tall timber uh, building, if, if not one, multiple. I mean, I think in the U.S., I don't know that we're looking to do something more than 270 feet at this juncture. Um, and I think, you know, in Milan and the U.K., those heights might differ. Um, but in those markets, I think that, that that's probably comparable to kind of where the structural limitations might also present themselves.
0: I really wanna thank you for, for giving us your time and your thoughts.
1: Awesome, well, it was good talking to you. I really appreciate it.